Hello, everyone. Welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. I am your host, Yitz Epstein. I am a narcissistic abuse life coach. And today I'll be talking about the connection between the borderline, the psychopath, the sociopath, and the narcissistic abuser. All of them exist on a continuum. On the one side, you have the borderline, then next, you have the narcissist, then the uh, psychopath, and finally, on the far right, you have the sociopath. So the there are a lot of connections between all of them, and I will begin by, by by saying like this: the borderline is, so to speak, the least wounded of the uh, cluster Bs uh, of these specific disorders. In a sense, they're still hoping to get their needs met, and they have the most sense of self of all of these disordered individuals. As the wounded individual continually learns that no one is coming to meet their needs. Uh, and ultimately, they are struggling to uh, regulate their emotions. They have fears of abandonment. Their wounds are uh, essentially festering. They may decide to disconnect from the hopes of getting their needs met by others and ultimately resolving their inner chaos. At that point, they might look to um, towards exploitation and using other people. This is when they dip over into becoming a narcissist. A narcissist is essentially looking to exploit other people to get their narcissistic supply. And when they have their supply, they're happy. When they're not, they enrage. So in this case, the narcissistic uh, abuser differs from the borderline as the borderline isn't necessarily looking to use other people. Uh, in a sense, they want to uh, have other people save them or at least help them resolve their inner pain. The narcissist, in a sense, has cut out cut off any form of emotional connection. Uh, at that point, they're just trying to use other people to get their narcissistic supply, essentially soothe the wounds. The next would be the psychopath um, on this continuum. They have essentially thrown in the towel on getting their needs met. They've kind of cut out their heart. And they operate out of a desire to harm others and oftentimes become very sadistic and gain pleasure from it. They may cause harm even if nothing is gained. Uh, they lack a conscience and ultimately can kill and not feel a thing. They're actively on the lookout for people to abuse, and they operate entirely out of this place. And in this way, psychopaths and sociopaths are very similar, I would say. Sociopaths um, are essentially psychopaths on a, on a, on a larger scale. So socio, sociolo sociology, so society, really, they take this attitude of exploitation to the, to the masses and ultimately oftentimes find themselves in leadership positions and are able to manipulate many people using the same tactics as the psychopath. All of the above, they use narcissistic tactics to control other people. How far they're willing to go is the difference. And ultimately, their intention is really the difference between all of them. The borderline is looking to, their intention is more about regulating their emotions, managing their fear of abandonment, and ultimately looking for some sort of safety. The narcissist is looking to control, using these narcissistic tendencies and narcissistic tactics, control tactics, they're looking to get a, a supply, and ultimately extract supply from their victims to uh, feed their ego and feed their battered sense of self. The psychopath and sociopath are more coming from a consciousness of, of perpetrating constantly, looking for uh, to harm. These are very dangerous, all of which are very dangerous individuals, psychopath and sociopath much more so because of their intentions. Now, all of them, it's, it's very easy to bleed over some traits to the others. Uh, they all 
lack a certain form of object relations, empathy, and the ability to uh, connect in a way that is uh, that is uh, really at all uh, in, a, in, a, in a healthy way. And they really do not have the ability to attach to other people in a way that uh, allows for authenticity and ultimately connection. They all are suffering severely from attachment traumas that are manifesting itself differently in adulthood. Just a small point. Some say psychopaths are born uh, and sociopaths are made. Just a small discrepancy I found very interesting. If you can see it from a childhood wounds continuum. So I want to talk a little bit about a childhood wounds. I do discuss a lot uh, about childhood wounds because I do believe that these personality disorders are a manifestation of childhood wounds. Uh, neglect, abandonment, severe abuse, shaming, guilting, uh, emotional, emotional manipulation, physical abuse, sexual abuse, you name it. The borderline is holding on to some sort of set of self. They they have the most sense of self of all these individuals. They're looking to continue to hold on to their sense of self and, and ultimately get the sense of self, so to speak, needs met. The narcissist has lost themselves uh, in using others to, to, to really take the place of their, their, their self, which doesn't really exist. Oftentimes it is annihilated, annihilated. The psychopath and sociopath do not care about any type of self. They are, in a sense, uh, have given up on even trying to get that self uh, soothed, and they're just looking to destroy other people's other people. Excuse me, much in the way they were exploited and destroyed. Now, it's possible for a borderline to eventually become a narcissist and ultimately become psychopathic and sociopathic. Um, again, they exist on a continuum, and how that happens is comes down to choice. Because if a borderline decides to ultimately decide, uh, not care and lose any form of desire to connect and regulate their emotions, they might simply become extremely narcissistic. Oftentimes, they share both qualities, borderline and narcissistic uh, personality uh, traits. They might continue down to sociopathy and psychopathy. The more they choose to do so, and the less, and ultimately, the less interest they have in uh, in in healing and, and getting and resolving the inner conflicts and inner chaos comes down to choice. These cluster B personalities are a disorder of ethics uh, and choice, um, which is why oftentimes people uh, want to diagnose them but have a difficult time doing so because they may not uh, show uh, their, their tendencies of the sociopathic or psychopathic tendencies uh, when around other people. They have a fantastic way of masking them. That really is the false self. Um, they all have the ability to hide their true intentions. Because you know, there's a certain lack of obviously a lack of consciousness and willingness to and then the willingness to exploit others is how far down the continuum they go. Um, and ultimately speaking, it's really uh, difficult to identify where this person is on the uh, continuum. Uh, it's it's actually quite uh, possible to hide any of these disorders behind a false self, a masterfully uh, beautiful, uh, really uh, authentic looking false self. Uh, these individuals have mastered the the uh, the mastered the art of disguise and ultimately deception, um, which is why they may go to work, have jobs, have positions of power, have influence, and ultimately go home and, and be extraordinarily exploitive uh, in the worst ways. Ultimately speaking, it comes down to the continuum is essentially the wound and how much it has festered and how much shame the individual is drowning in. Um, it comes down to drowning in shame. The borderline, I would say, is is drowning. The narcissist is has drowned, and the psychopath and sociopath are drowning other people. Uh, now, I will say like this: a lot of what I've said here today is of my personal opinion. I do feel strongly about these opinions because, from what I understand, they really are 
the same manifestation of the very wound of childhood uh, of lack of empathy of their own mistreatment, usually from a narcissistic, psychopathic, sociopathic parent. So I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. This is um, important information to understand because when you're dealing with somebody who's exploitive in this way, um, they're often doing the repetition compulsion of what has happened to themselves and understand that because of which they are extremely dangerous um, because they have had it done to them and therefore feel that there really is no issue doing it to other people um, because ultimately they were perpetrated upon and feel this, uh, this compulsion, this compulsion to quite literally do it to other people. It's important to understand how these people operate and why they do what they do and how they're so extremely cunning, deceiving, and uh, dangerous. So thank you so much for listening. It's an honor to bring you this information today. And please do like and share this podcast if you benefited from it. And until next time, all the best.